Coming up, we'll talk flat tires at Cherokee and bad moves and fist bumps at Placerville. Let's go. It's Monday, November 21st. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. We'll start this week off with the Blue Gray 100 at Cherokee Speedway. Chris Madden started on the pole and led the first 81 laps. He had a challenge here and there from Zach Mitchell. Uh, and then under a caution with 19 laps ago, Madden ducked into the infield for fresh rubber and was able to drive back through the field in the closing laps and win the race, topping Dalton Wilson and Ben Watkins. Mitchell ended up 15th after tire and engine issues ended his night. Kyle Strickler was actually the one leading late when Madden got by, but he suffered a flat right rear on the final lap and limped back to finish 10th. The $12,000 win was Madden's eighth career Blue Great 100 victory. And even with the pit stop, this one never really felt like it was in doubt for him. He was by far the best car uh, there at the track last night. But here's really why I opened the show with this race. I don't understand why we are cool with races playing out like this one did last night. The 100 lap feature took over an hour and a half because of all of the cautions and the final part of the race was plagued with yellow flag periods because of flat tires. Everybody in the stands knew what was going to happen with this one. All of us at home and on social media knew what was going to happen. And hell, even the announcer was talking about flat tires. I've mentioned before the idea of maybe shortening some of these races and I caught some flack for that. So we'll leave that out of this discussion completely. So here's my next suggestion. Why don't they have a scheduled break where teams can change tires and make adjustments in some of these races? If we are hell-bent on running 100 lappers on tracks that are notorious for eating tires, I feel like we could avoid a lot of those late cautions with a break. There's lots of races on the schedule that have a halfway break. Why can't some of these have those as well? Most of the field is going to end up needing at least a right rear anyway, so let's be proactive, get everyone on some new rubber, and avoid 8 or 10 late race cautions because of flat tires. It was a cold night last night here in the Charlotte area, and I feel like it doesn't do anyone any good to have fans sitting in the stands in 30-degree temps to watch a 90-minute feature. Just food for thought for you today, anyway, and I'm sure I'll get blasted for this too, but whatever, it's a suggestion. I'm trying to make things better. In other weekend, late model racing, Peyton Freeman picked up the $22,000 down at Deep South Speedway for Hunt the Front's Southern Showcase. The weekend finale was moved to Sunday because of Saturday rain, and Freeman was able to capitalize on issues for frontrunners Joseph Joyner and Brandon Overton. Joyner led about the first half of the race, but ended up with damage later after nearly spinning and getting hit by Spencer Hughes. He recovered to finish in the top five. Brandon Overton was forced to the infield with a flat tire, and he drove back through the field and challenged Freeman on two late restarts. But the young Georgia driver in his new ride with J.R. Smith was able to hold Big Sexy off at the end for the big money. Overton did win the prelim Friday show uh, over Freeman and Joseph Joyner. And at Boyd Speedway in Georgia, Dale McDowell led all 40 laps of the Gobbler to snag the $10,000 win. Mac McCarter and Corey Hedgecock completed the day's podium. This was an Ironman series show, and Michael Chilton is on his way to that championship. We've got the season finale coming up uh, this coming week at 411 Motor Speedway in Tennessee. Out in California, the USAC Midget Weekend at Placerville Speedway for the Hangtown 100 produced about what you've come to expect from that series lately. We had more Buddy Kofoid wins and more chatter about crashes and drivers not having any respect for each other. On Friday night, Buddy Kofoid picked up his first ever win at Placerville, surviving late contact with Ryan Timms that actually sent Timms bouncing off the track and out of contention. Tim's kind of tried to dive underneath him, and uh, Kofoid had been running the top. It looks like maybe he decided to roll the middle that time, and Tim's wasn't ready for it, and the two came together. Uh, bad break there for Tim's. 
Behind the winner, Kofoid, though, we had drama between Thomas Meserol and Brian Wiedemann and Tanner Carrick and Jade Avedisian. In a now-deleted tweet, Timez complained after the Friday show again about racing rich kids as he was upset about early contact with Wiedemann that knocked him out of the fight for the lead. Wiedemann slipped up early in that race and bumped Timez off of the track. Uh, Meserol later finished 23rd, but he did make sure to get in a few bumps on Wiedemann's car under a caution period to show his displeasure. And Jade Avedisian went for a massive tumble down the front stretch after Tanner Carrick crowded her into the outside wall later on in that show. The two had traded moves, and on corner exit, Carrick just didn't give her any room. Uh, Jade got out of her destroyed car, walked across the track, and fist-bumped Carrick for the move. I hadn't seen that one before. Uh, definitely a... Uh, <laughs> that could have gone a lot of different ways. I don't think any of us were really expecting the fist-bump. The next day, though, in an interview with Drake York, Carrick blamed her for the incident, basically saying that he was crossing her over after a slider, and she should have lifted to give him the spot. It's a ballsy comment, especially given the fact that they were basically wheel-to-wheel. -wheel. It wasn't like she had just stuck the nose of her car to his right rear. He blamed her lack of experience, but really, you expect better for someone of his experience. This is a guy with a lot of sprint car wins, USAC wins, a Chili Bowl prelim night win. Not a good look there for Tanner Carrick. It continues to be interesting to me that we have veteran drivers and social media blaming the, quote, rich kids for all these incidents in midget racing, but when these same veteran guys behave badly, they seem to escape criticism. If the vets are going to pull crap moves, show disrespect themselves, and crash people, then of course the young drivers are going to do the exact same thing. If things are going to change here, it has to start at the top with the veteran drivers in these series, not with the young kids, with the veteran guys. Uh, on Saturday night in the big show, except for a few laps near halfway in lap traffic where Cannon McIntosh was able to get the lead, it was all Buddy Kofoid out front. He led 95 of the 100 laps to score the $20,000 race win, and he also got the $12,000 points championship for the weekend as well, so thirty-two dollars for Buddy. That makes it 12 race wins on the season in 29 starts, still three nights left to go in the USAC midget season. The points gap is 215 right now over Justin Grant. Chance Crum, super impressive on the night. He drove up from 21st to finish second at the end. He continues to show big improvement. And I really feel like that first national win is not far off for Chance and that Rudine team. I was also a little surprised to see Tyler Courtney not make a feature all weekend. He hasn't run a ton of midget stuff this year, uh, but was definitely lacking some pace on the weekend. USAC midgets take on Merced Speedway Tuesday and Wednesday this week before closing out the year on Saturday night at Ventura. We'll talk about Merced on tomorrow's show. A bunch of midgets on the way there, and a, a lot of sprint car guys are going to be uh, in the 360 show there as well. So we'll talk about that on tomorrow's show. Drop me a comment. Let me know your thoughts on the weekend's racing, uh, what you watched, uh, what you liked, what you didn't like, uh, any, any thoughts you have on the weekend racing. Feel free to share those. The only items on the streaming schedule today are Flow Racing 24-7 and Dirt Vision Now. Remember, Dirt Vision Now is basically the Dirt Vision version of Flow Racing 24-7, showing old uh, uh, World of Outlaws and Dirt Car shows 24-7 uh, over there on Dirt Vision. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. That's it for the show today. Have a good Monday. Please hit that like button and subscribe to the show if you don't do so already. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.